This episode is brought to you by Studio, a Swedish headphone company that is revolutionizing headphones. They are offering our listeners a 15% discount when you use the code SOMOSPADRES on their website. Stay tuned to hear more details about them later in the episode. And the thing is, like, you could, you could have a great marriage, you could have a great house, you can have, like, you know, your son and your daughter, but if you're not feeling fulfilled, you know, it's like, it, it almost doesn't matter because, you know, you're still sort of battling whatever is inside of you. Hello and welcome to Somos Padres, a podcast dedicated to the constant development of our parenting and ourselves. We are your hosts, Paulo and Yesenia. Thanks for joining us as we share our parenting experiences rooted within the context of our own life journey. In that spirit, we will also be sharing parenting information and the stories of madres and padres out there who have embraced their own personal evolution as the greatest gift of parenting. Here we go. Hello, everyone. Hi. Welcome again. <laughs> Welcome back. We're back. Yeah, we've been missing MIA. We have been. Let's talk about that. I'm very excited, though, to be back. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm excited, too. I know. I know. We we took a little, we took a little break. Yeah, we had, we had a... A midlife crisis. <laughs> a midlife, like, podcast crisis. A mid-podcast life crisis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little mm-hmm. bit. A little bit. And I think it started with going to We All Grow, which for any of you that might not know, um, it's an annual um, conference for Latina and Latino influencers. And this was my second year going to the event, to the conference. And it was a fantastic event. And then came Wellness Day. Not that it wasn't fantastic. It was fantastic. Wellness Day was really great. And I have to say that I had a much better experience this year than last year, which is what I hear a lot of people say. Like, it gets better the more <laughs> the more times you go because you know more people and everything. And this time, I had the best experience because um, there was a podcasterio lounge, and I felt like I had a home within the conference where I could always go and like, I would know somebody. Yeah. But I I believe like this time you already had the experience of last year. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, all the way around, like I knew more people. And um, so I just felt more comfortable. And then wellness day came and it was also fantastic. Um, But I remember going to different um, sessions and wellness day was really around, um, uh, creating a space for um, influencers that are healers, that are in the wellness um, world, I guess, you know, and you had the opportunity to do different healing modalities. And then we had a lot of inspirational, um, thought-provoking speakers. So in those sessions, like people like teach you how to de-stress yourself, or to, how to focus? Um, well, there's... Certainly there's mindfulness, but there's also this element of, um, so there, there was also sessions like, um, pranic healing and sound baths and crystals. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. Like all these different healing modalities. And I actually went 
to um, in the morning session that we had, like mid morning uh, session, I went to the red tent that was hosted by uh, Linda Garcia, Luz Warrior, aka from the podcast Let There Be Luz. And she did a red tent, red tent which was fantastic. Um, so I did that one. And then I did breath work, which I had heard about. If you guys remember, one of our previous, or actually our last episode was with, um, it was about the Enneagram um, with Barbara Dubransky. And she was the first person that I had ever spoken to that had done breath work. And so I was like really interested in doing this class. And I went and it was um, led by Ana Lilia. Um, and it was literally like life changing for me. Like it did for me what I think nothing had really done for me in that same way, like to that level. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes like any sense, but um, I'll definitely talk more about breath work in another session mm -hmm. uh, or another podcast. Um, so we did breath work. So I was feeling really good. I felt like that's that breath work session was really cool. And then, um, I, but cooing wasn't in the sense that, like I said, I just felt like I, I felt lighter. I felt like I I cried. And that for me is really hard, you know, to you well, you know this. Like I don't yeah. really cry. No, you know. So to have had this session and to be able to do that, it just felt like Well, you cry in other in, in, in another sense, like watching a sad movie. Yes. Yeah, you always cry. cry. Yes. But crying because you feel bad? No. Like because I'm sad or yeah, something. No, no, I don't really cry, you know. So that was like really good. Like I felt like I really I don't know. I took a step. Okay. I guess that's no, the yeah. best way to say it. Well, yeah. And um, and then I don't know. Just listen to all these speakers and um, listen to Jung Pueblo. Which, if you're not following Jung Pueblo on Instagram, you must. Uh, he's amazing. And I went up to him afterwards, and we had this conversation. Anyways, I walked out of there feeling like. Oh my God, we need to like change Somos Padres. And I had this idea that we needed to like pivot and change and and completely shift the focus of Somos Padres, right? And that's why we <laughs> took a long break. That is exactly why. Yeah, like now I'm like, I, I'll go with if what if you're comfortable with it, we'll go with it. Right. But I remember one point you said, no, you know what? Let's just give it time. Right, like I was like trying to like channel Oprah, and she's like, "When you don't know what to do, do nothing." Yeah, and that's the best thing. Yeah, and then we went. You like, told me that, right? Actually, yeah. And then it was like Mercury and retrograde, and I was like, "Oh, I'm really not supposed to." Do that. Like Linda said, Liz <laughs> Warrior said, we are not supposed to do anything. So I just kind of felt like you know what? It's probably supposed to be this way. Yeah, because know? yeah, in a way, like personally for me, I try to use my. Uh, intuition mm -hmm. nowadays and uh it's it's working so far so good yeah and like through the intuition and meditating and all this mm -hmm. it's just wow this year for me is taking a turn a turn for the best yes because so far so good one of my like purposes that one i talked about yeah <laughs> one of my goals like that i talked about a little bit last time mm -hmm. was like for me this year not to get sick i know and we still haven't gotten sick and we haven't got, gotten sick <laughs> we haven't we haven't like the kids have had like one day little like things mm -hmm. but nothing like 
nothing that takes them down. It's and it's not cool. that I think about it every day, but no. it's just like once in a while when it comes to my mind, to mm-hmm. it comes to like yeah, my awareness, mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa. I know it's awesome, right? I get I get the chills. Yeah, I get the chills because I'm I, I'm exposed to all these students that get sick, mm-hmm. and some colleagues that get really sick. Yeah, and uh, and so far for me, it's just like wow, this mental mentality. Mm-hmm. It's this high vibe life. Yeah, it's like <laughs> another vibration. I knew, yeah. well who knows it's working out. It's if working everything out. is made of energy mm-hmm. who knows yeah. yeah so like we were like totally in the midst of like are we gonna change the name are we gonna change the podcast are we gonna you know just and yes listeners everything. we were about we were yes, thinking about that like we changing the name changing and the name we were considering everything we were considering everything even the logo yes we yeah. were probably still gonna change the logo but um yeah, we were considering everything. And we revamped our website. In oh, the middle yeah. of this, we revamped yeah. our website. Yeah, because of the our conversations. Yes. And all these different things, right? And we were like, oh, my God. And I found this, like, amazing quote from Shafali, guys, which I totally want to share with you guys. You can go back to and, and check out our website where I have the quote actually on the website. But here it is. She says, our children come to us so we may recognize our psychic wounds and call up the courage to transcend the limitations these wounds place on us. Like, just let that marinate for a second. I I feel like I have read this book before. Like, I have read this and I totally, like, missed it. But what she's saying is, like, and... Our kids come to us so that we can figure out, in other words, our triggers. Some people Mm -hmm. may say triggers. She calls them here psychic wounds. And then we need to, like, get past them. We need to work on them. We need to transcend them. We need to let them go. We need to get lighter. We need to evolve, you know, however you want to say it. But when I found that quote, like, I had this deep sense that that was where we needed to take the podcast. Like, in some way, like, we needed to shift it. So that people understand or that that more people consider, not understand. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that you will, it will go with you or not, like what we're talking about. But maybe just to consider that that is another reason why, or maybe the primary reason, some might say, I think for us, we would definitely say that's what we feel is the primary reason our kids come to us is so that we can work on ourselves and really... Like they're our mirror. They're showing us. They're showing Mm -hmm. us where we are still wounded in some way, some place that still needs to heal. And and that's the work, you know, really. And it's not easy. (laughs) And it's not easy. Um one hundred percent. But um so that's why we were really thinking of like maybe we need to change it and blow it up and start again or change it. There was also this other thing for me, I turned thirty-nine. And um, on April 6th, and I mean, huge shout out to the Ellie Mamacitas who threw like the most amazing Mamacitas and Mimosas event two days after my birthday. And uh, I went and I felt like, like Linda and I, because Linda, that was actually her birthday. Um, we were both celebrating, not only us, there was multiple people that we were all like Aries sisters celebrating that day, had the best time. Um but turning 39 for me is so important. And I also felt like I want to share with you guys because 
I, I've always felt like, like by the time, and I feel like I've even said this to people by the time I turn 40, like I've always told people like, I can't wait to turn 40 mm-hmm. because I feel like at 40, I'm going to know something. You're going to have a revelation. Yeah. And people are always like, when I tell them that now, they're like, what? Cause you don't know anything. Mm. <laughs> right. And it's like, no, I'm not saying I don't know anything, but I don't know. I really just feel like 40, I'm really going to be rooted in something. You know how people like, I feel like Oprah, she'll be like, but remember that we cannot know everything. No, we can't. And even what I know at 40 will probably change by the time I turn 50, you know? Um, but I don't know. Like, I'm really going to feel like I know something for sure right at 40 like i've always felt that way so turning 39 to me is super special because i feel like i'm really entering into this transformative year just like you were saying about how you feel about this Mm -hmm. year i feel the same way i feel like this is going to be transformative year so anyways there was also this idea of well do i start that podcast does that become something separate so see this is all the craziness that was happening um, over these past like month that we haven't released an episode. No, yeah, and we do discuss all those things, and we can actually have that embedded in our podcast or on uh, other links in our website. Yeah, so I think we've just now because let's be honest, mm-hmm. being a parent is an amalgamation of all of our life experiences. Yes, yeah. Our children is just a part of it, mm-hmm. and our daily lives our professional lives, our personalities have to do... Our spiritual lives. Spiritual lives. Everything comes to a point where it affects us the way we deal and the way we make choices. Mm-hmm. And the and, way we parent. And the way we parent them, the way we interact with, their, uh, with our children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so everything... It's not like you can dissect and you take cannot dissect one it. Per, part of you out. Yeah, and I, I don't know if we mentioned this in a, in a, in a previous podcast, but mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, it's a fact. Mm-hmm. We can either dissect ourselves like the parent selves and the professional selves and our personal lives. No. Because yeah. everything comes together. Our marriage. Our marriage, our relationship. Our relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything comes to play. It's all braided together. Mm-hmm. There is no, you cannot take any one of those things out. So I think we've embraced that. I yeah. think that's what we decided to do is I'm not going to do anything separate for now. Like right now, what we feel called to do is just stay with Somos Padres, and we're going to infuse all of it into the yeah. podcast. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get more consistent about releasing episodes. Um, I'm going to start releasing mini episodes um, on the weeks where we don't release full interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I want to start sharing more information, more parenting information, just to get people to consider different ideas about pa- parenting. Um that we have considered for ourselves. And I and I totally want to come from a space of, I just want you to consider all these different things. Yeah, because remember, remember listeners, like we're not experts. No. And, and while we'll share, we'll continue to share how we do this thing of parenting and life, you have to figure out for yourself how you're going to do it. Because everyone's life is different. Yes, Yes, take us as, oh, that's cool, because I think it's important. I think it's important to share and to think about or get exposed mm-hmm. to, you know, different ideas and, and try them on and see if they fit, if they feel good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and if not, you let it go. and you Just let it you, go, yeah. yeah. it's no biggie. Mm-hmm. Just because it worked for us, whatever that means, worked. Um, just because we have found it useful for us does not mean that it will be useful for you. Yep. 
um, because you are coming to this experience of life with your own life experiences, with your own um, understanding and, you know, information, and you were parented from a certain place and, you know. And then your children come to you with with specific selves. Yes. Mm -hmm. Your kids are different than our kids, different ages, different times, different personalities, everyone's Mm -hmm. unique. So you at the end of the day, you have to embrace that you're on this journey for you. Mm-hmm. For you and it's and only your family. for you. And that's it. And mm-hmm. it does not matter how everybody else is doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be looking. Like, you've got to embrace that no one can tell you how to do it for you and mm-hmm. your family. So, that being said, we have an amazing interview today yes that we're jumping off with and that's how we're also moving along with uh with, with our podcast mm-hmm. we're going to interview be interviewing other padres and madres out there yes who have embraced an, uh, another way of parent yes they've embraced really their own personal evolution like we say now in our intro as like the greatest gift of parenthood and I don't think anyone embodies that more than our guests today, Nancy and Nelson. Uh, Nancy and I actually met over Instagram. Social media. Yes. Wow. She is my first Instagram friend that we literally met up in San Francisco because we went out there and we met up. Uh, we met while we were visiting San Francisco. Yeah, they we were celebrating my birthday. We were, yeah. and they opened up their home and barbecued for us, oh, and we yeah. had the best time. That was time. so sweet. I know, sweetest people, and I'm excited. I'm excited for you guys to get to know them and about and learn about their journey, because yeah. I know I got a lot out of it. Yes, I did so, too. So, thank you guys so much. We will catch you on the flip side. Thank you. Hey guys, so we wanted to give you an update on our Studio Regent headphones, which we've been using now for a while, and I have to tell you that I am still in love with them. Yes, the sound quality is really impressive. And they're still super cute. Yeah, and they have 24-hour battery life. Oh my, I don't think I've even charged mine. No, not yet. They're Bluetooth, Mm -hmm. but they can also be used with a wire. Yeah, like we're doing right now. Mm, Exactly. I'm using it for the podcast. You can change the caps. With all the mm-hmm. designs. Nice. And they're really comfortable. The headband yeah. is adjustable. And it cannot get better than that. I know. So you can head on over to studio.com to check them out. Use our code SOMOSPADRES and get 15% off. And they ship worldwide for free. And it's no taxes. So it doesn't get much better than that. It can't. Yeah. Free tax. Free shipping. I know. So let's continue with our interview. Let's continue. Are you guys ready? Yes. Okay. So Nelson and Nancy, I'm going to give you guys um, the floor to introduce yourselves, whatever it is that you feel comfortable with sharing with our listeners. Who who wants to go first? I'm Nelson. I'm from San Francisco and I'm a physical therapist and, you know, here to talk to you guys. Yeah. And I'm Nancy um, Carranza, and I am also from San Francisco. I was born and raised here, and my parents are both from Mexico. Nice. And you guys have two kids? We have we two do. kids, yes. Diego and Amaya. Yeah, and how old are they? Diego's nine, and then Amaya's two. Yeah. Lovely. So we're just going to jump off, and um, I'm going to ask you guys if you would share 
uh, maybe a little bit about how you were raised. What was it like growing up for you? Kind of what were your parents? How did they parent you? What was their style? Like, what do you remember about that? Well, I mean, I grew up in San Francisco in a really nice little neighborhood, uh, a lot of kids. And so I had a good childhood. My parents were, you know, um, my grandparents lived two houses down from us growing up. Um, My dad worked at night, Mm -hmm. but he was around during the day. So they were always around. So I had a pretty good, they were there for me. Um, They were very supportive, but, you know, parenting styles are a little different than what ours are. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) what what do you want to say about that in general? Like, if you did something that they were not pleased with, oh well, what would happen? it was uh, my mom's. I was talking to Nancy about it. My mom's style sometimes would be to not talk to you; she'd be mad at you, so okay. she'd give you the cold shoulder. Got it. My dad would be kind of he would kind of I don't know how to say he would kind of erupt a little bit sometimes. He had mm-hmm. temper. My dad yeah. had temper. Okay. He would never hit us or anything, but he uh-huh. would. The voice was you what knew. you you knew. Yeah. My mom never hit us either. Every yeah. now and then, I think she would, you know, get mad. I think I put an earring in once. I think my, <laughs> I, put an ear, I don't think I put an earring in. She saw it. Oh That's what one time she did, you know, give me a little, a little slap across the face there. But, you know, mm-hmm. I think it was well deserved. Yeah, but, that kind um, of reminds me of Paolo. He says that his mom would like, like, que les tiraba el zapato or something. Oh, but yeah. they were like, laugh. They would laugh because they thought mm-hmm. it was cute. <laughs> my dad did that one time when I, I dropped the spaghetti plate. Because mm-hmm. kind of I was trying to be a waiter. And he dropped it. I remember he threw that across the, across the room and he got me in the face. I was like, mm-hmm. whoa. That was the only time. He was mm-hmm. so apologetic about that. But, oh, afterwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But there's other things. But mm-hmm. I think we'll kind of get into that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, so my parents' parenting style, um, you know, my mom was pretty much the disciplinarian in our house. Yeah. Um, so she was the one that, like, so she would always, like, threaten, I'm going to tell your dad, you know, mm-hmm. and then sort of my dad would eventually talk to us. But for the most part, it was more like a threat. It was more of, like, you know, wait till your dad finds out sort of thing. And she was also very similar in that she would also give me the silent treatment. And, yeah. you know, so I knew that I had done something wrong because she would stop talking to me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was it's definitely... Something that I had to change, especially like with Nelson and I when we were dating, because I think like, you know, you you model what you see. Mm-hmm. And so for us, like I would get upset. And so I would do the silent treatment, you know, within our relationship, um, which Nelson was very used to. Well, I just right? figured it out. Yeah, day, you were, we you were very a, comfortable with it. Yeah, no, I, the other the other day we just had a conversation <laughs> about it. I just figured it out. I was like, that's why it bothered me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because whenever, whenever we'd get mad, she just... Wouldn't talk. I remember I told you guys uh-huh. she get the little this little swollen lip. Yes. Like I always tell that she's mad. She's mad. You know what yeah. I mean? So whenever I saw the lip get swollen, I uh-huh. would always know she's mad. You know what right. I mean? So she would give me the silent treatment and that was tough for me. And mm-hmm. you know, but we learned to Yeah. You know, that was her style. Right. But yeah, so you repeat sort of the patterns that you see in your own family. And for Nelson, like there was a lot of anger mm-hmm. for sure early on in our relationship. And I think you know, at the time, we didn't connect the, the dots. We weren't like, well, where is this coming from? Like, we, you know, he would get upset. And then, you know, obviously, as we've gotten older and sort of looked back, it's like, oh, well, he saw that in his house. Like, yeah. you know, he saw anger fully expressed where I didn't. Like, in my house, you know, people would give you the silent treatment. But, like, my dad would never lose his temper. My mom would never lose her temper. They were pretty, like, 
chill, you know, yeah. and I was sort of the dramatic one, like the, oh my God, you know, and so, so in his household, you know, that's sort of how he learned. And so for him to sort of go back and unlearn that was, you know, it's, it's taken obviously a long time, but I think we're at a place where we can now like recognize our triggers and say like, okay, like you need a break or I need a break or, you know, and so, you know, just sort of bringing that to our awareness. So I love that you've, uh, you guys have like taken us to like uh, in some way where you're, where you are now and how you kind of learn to understand each other. So what I want to do is take us to those points in your lives where light bulbs started turning on for you. And all of a sudden you started to understand like, oh, okay, maybe something mm-hmm. deeper is happening or we need mm-hmm. to learn from this and grow from this. Like, mm-hmm. what would you say? Um, and also, if you don't mind um, sharing maybe a little bit about how you guys met mm-hmm. and your relationship and yeah, yeah, that'll probably take us there. Okay. You want to get so we, we What's met your story? <laughs> we met in high school, um, but Nelson graduated two years before me. So, mm-hmm. you know, we started dating officially like my last month in high school oh wow and so um i was 17 he was 20 at the time and so we've um pretty much have been together ever since we got married when i was 24 um that was in 2001 um so it'll be 17 years this year and um you know for us we've our relationship has looked so different like just because you know we were so young i mean 17 you know i still didn't really know who I was. I mean, honestly, I feel like in the last few years is when I finally feel like, oh, like this is who I am. Mm -hmm. So at 17, you know, um, our arguments were just really intense. And um, one of the things that sort of happened that kind of made us, you know, that Nelson's anger would sometimes cause him to have seizures. Like he would have these seizures. I had a, so I had a, kind of mentioned my medical stuff i had mm-hmm. like hydrocephalus but they didn't find out until later on mm-hmm. i was 26 when i finally had the surgery but i would okay. pass out i could add the rate if i would get mad or upset i'd pass out because wow. the surgeon pressure would just cause me to pass out um so kind of looking into it they saw that i had hydrocephalus and they had to you know have surgery and put a shunt mm-hmm. so the shunt relieved the pressure and over time I, I just had to learn to not be mad and not be angry. So it was almost like was a blessing in a sense because it was, um, I guess I could have, you know, been a different person. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But it just, and then Nancy was good for me too because Nancy was a good fit for me. You know what I mean? She was like, it was somebody that I wanted to work. I wanted to work at this with her. You mm-hmm. know? And she was a great person. She was a great friend. She was my friend before mm-hmm. we became uh, a couple. You know what okay. I mean? And And I think that was... She was a big part of my life and she was a big part of who I am. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, she, it, it took yeah. a while, yeah. but it was worth the, it was worth the struggle. And, and so I, mean? I, at the beginning of our marriage, especially once we were living together, then, you know, that brings up other stuff. So for us, it was, you know, like just being triggered, like we would trigger each other. And so for me, I was just emotionally like all over the place. I was very dramatic and, you know, um, and so for me, you know, kind of I think what, what changed for us was when we started to kind of realize sort of what was really important in life and in our mm-hmm. marriage. And so that happened, I think, when we, you know, we had the loss of before I had Diego, we had gotten pregnant. We went through this really 
traumatic loss and I feel like that's part of what you know sort of brought us closer it made us realize like you know like this kind of stuff like the petty everyday fights like that's you know that's a non-issue after we had that loss a month or two after that they diagnosed my dad with brain cancer and so you know they gave us um a very poor prognosis and so I, I feel like you know just being in that experience too like you know your parents aren't supposed to die young you know mm -hmm. and so I think for us it was just this big wake-up call it was this big like you know what really matters in life it's like we were sort of going and going living our life not realizing how lucky we were to have our health and to have our family and so for us um you know those were sort of the turning points in our relationship where we just started to realize sort of the value of life and you know like let's try to get this thing you know like yeah. going and 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 figure out you know if, if we're going to bring children into our life like we got to work on our marriage and just mm -hmm. make sure that you know we're not modeling something like that for them that's obviously gonna you know stay with them forever and so <clears throat> I would say that those were big um, turning points and then once I became a mom um, you know I, I just sort of fell back into my old patterns you know I would mm -hmm. get really angry I would get upset I would get frustrated and so I remember this one morning, I was getting Diego, like, mornings are triggers for me because it's like, get out of the house, let's do this fast. And so I remember just having one of those mornings where I was just really angry. And, you know, like, Diego left, Nelson took him to, um, I think he was in preschool at the time. And I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I called in sick because mm -hmm. I just felt really bad. I was like, how do I change this? Like, I can't do this all the time and so I, I went on Amazon and then I discovered Brene Brown it was like I had never <laughs> heard of her and this was in wow. 2014 so she wasn't you know like as popular as she is now and so I remember something like told me like you know get the book mm -hmm. and so um did you google something in I mean or did no you I just I or? just did I think I was looking for you know because there was the whole like happiness project that mm -hmm. was out at the time and so I think I, I searched for that and then her name popped up and then I saw the reviews and there were all these reviews and I was like, huh, I'm going to order this book. And I'm not somebody that reads books. Like at the time, you know, I wasn't into reading books or personal development. Like that was not my thing. And so I read The Gifts of Imperfection and it was just like, oh my God, it was so eye opening for me because... I had never read something like that before. Like, yeah. you know, people talking about shame. It's like yeah. shame and, you know, being, yeah. And all these things that for me were like new. And even though I went to school, you know, because yeah. I'm a therapist, you know, by profession, <laughs> it was just like suddenly I was reading like something that really appealed to me. And so I realized that there was just a lot of work. You know, it's like I have, you know, all kinds of shame. I have all kinds of, you know, like things that, you know, I'm sort of doing that are just, you know, inauthentic and, you know, and so like, how do I, and, you know, and some, sometimes sort of linking it back to your question, it's just, you know, what we do matters, like how we take care of ourselves matters, because if I wouldn't have made that decision to start, you know, looking into my own stuff, like I would have still been that angry mom, you know, that mm -hmm. frustrated mom, that really impatient mom, wife, you know, I would have, you know, so, so that's where it started for us. Mm -hmm. I would say like 2014, um, we were still living, renting um, downstairs from Nelson's parents and 
I remember like, you know, I was like, I'm just going to be happy, like being where I'm at, you know, and, and who cares if we don't have a house and who cares, you know, and sort of. But was it that, that one book that, so, or was it the happiness project where you were like, I'm going to be happy? Yeah. I remember the story when she, she looked and looked for something. And I remember that's when she started, uh, yeah, looking into everything and the, the happiness mm-hmm. project. I remember mm-hmm. all those things she started looking into and and I was kind of taking it in through osmosis you know what I mean uh-huh. I was just she would tell me about it and I, I know kinda, about that my eyes would just gloss over you know like yeah you know what I mean but you know but I would see the change I saw the change in her and then mm-hmm. she was a little bit more positive and not that she was a bad person you know what I mean yeah. but uh, I saw the change in her I saw her, it was working for her and I really was like I would you know comment was like wow you know you you're you look happy and you're, mm-hmm. you're it feels good you yeah know what I mean um, but you know, everything that we've been through, I mean, going back to when we even when we first started going out, you yeah. know, um, my grandparents were sick and my grandmother was congestive heart failure. It was really mm-hmm. bad. So I was living in her, at her house, mm-hmm. you know, kind of being around, taking them to the doctor's appointments. My grandfather's was also getting sick. So, we'd, you know, and she was there for me when my grandfather was sick and my grandmother passed away, uh, at our house, we were all there. Mm. Um, my grandfather, when he passed away, she's been through all that. Mm-hmm. She's been through. We've had some yeah, really, really yes. sad times. You know what I mean? She's been through there, through the entire thing. She's. Right. I've known her half my life, mm-hmm. more than half my life. So it's. And when it comes to parenting, I think we're just. It's just such a team. You know what I mean? I think it's she's a, right. It's a team sport. Yeah. No, I think <laughs> we. Uh, not to sound all corny and everything, right? But mm-hmm. I mean, she. You know, we, we're in this together and we do, I think we do things, we complement each other in right, that yeah. sense. And I think our kids, having the kids really feels good. It's what I was mm-hmm. meant. It's the best thing that I've, that I've done. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's, I do that the best. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And profession, you know, I'm a physical therapist, whatever, but that's, you know, mm-hmm. I think you guys understand that. It's yeah. just yeah. the best thing that I, you can just look at them and just like, wow. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Frustrates me, but I mean. Yes. No, yes. yes. It's mm-hmm. hard. It's not great. Mm-hmm. Would you say then that um, the feel, looking at everything, so like you said, like, okay, I'm going to be happy wherever I am. Mm-hmm. That was like the first thing that you tried yes. to practice. So I did. I kind of got into this thing where I was like, oh, I'm going to practice gratitude. Like gratitude uh, okay. was kind of mm-hmm. the thing. And so, so yeah, so I started to kind of look at my life and in, in via the lens of gratitude, like, you know, you know, it's great that we live here and, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, San Francisco is a very expensive city. So there's a lot of sort of things that, you know, are just a reality. It's like, okay, well, you know, it might not be so easy to buy a house. But interestingly, when that shift happened for us, like suddenly, like things started to kind of happen where like we bought the house. Like, you know, we, we had a neighbor, um, my mom's neighbor passed away and she was going to sell the house. And so we just started looking into it. This one? Um, yeah. And so oh. then, no, no, um, no, 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 no. In San Francisco. That's oh, how we started. Okay. Yeah, that's we how it started. started. She was going to, she was going to sell the house. Or okay. They were going to sell the house. We were like, why don't we just talk to the son uh-huh. and say if we can get in there before it's on the market and yeah. make him an offer. Yeah. And then. We talked to him, went to go see the house. It just wasn't what we wanted, but it kind of got the spark and we mm-hmm. went in and mm-hmm. got everything going. I guess we didn't know. You could do it. We could make, take that jump. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we did it. We just spent so much time going to school and getting ready and then, then you know. Right. And it just, it, the house thing was just a frustrating thing. So that happened and 
And, and the funny thing is, it's so like we got the house, right? And so I thought like, okay, now I'm going to be happy. Like now, like all these mm -hmm. other feelings that I had, you know, I thought were going to get fixed because, you know, I was going to have a house. And the thing is, like you could, you could have a great marriage. You could have a great house. You can have like, you know, your son and your daughter. But if you're not feeling fulfilled, you know, it's like it, it almost doesn't matter because, mm -hmm. you know, you're still sort of battling whatever's inside of you. And so... For me, like, I think the next big shift was when I got pregnant with Amaya. We weren't planning on getting pregnant with her. You know, Diego at the time was, like, six. Um, and so we get the keys to the house, and then a week later I find out I'm pregnant. And so it's it was an interesting shift for me because we were sort of imagining our lives to be, like, very different. And then suddenly now we have this child, and... You know, it changed my friendships. Mm -hmm. um, and so for me, I think there was a lot of denial and there was a lot of um, sort of soul searching that I had to do as a result of that. And so, you know, when I had her, um, I kind of went back into the whole personal development thing. Like I had done it in and out. And then mm -hmm. once Amaya came around, um, I think that's when I got like, you know, I went deeper into yeah. it. Um, and so right around that time is also when I went to see Oprah and the sort of the, the super soul sessions. And I just remember sitting in that audience and I, I think she said something like, you know, you, you guys were meant to be here. You know why you're here. And I had won the ticket. So it was one of those things where I was like, you know, I'm, I'm meant to be here. Like, I'm not really sure where this is taking me, but it felt like I needed to be there to sort of save myself. And mm -hmm. so I went, um, you know, I decided to go back into therapy. Um, I decided, you know, to really like follow a lot of these people like Brene Brown and all these people and kind of like really look at my life and figure out like, how am I going to get myself into what we call now alignment? You know, it's yes. just like, how am I going to, what are the tools that I need in order to be my best self? And so once I started to do that, I mean, it totally, I felt like shifted our relationship you know, my parenting for sure was like, I, you know, I just, I just have a lot more patience and not all the time, but yes. Yeah. Right. How were your, uh, your friends and family, did you get a support from them or what were they saying when you were starting this process? Right, right. So I ended up right after I had Amaya, I ended up, you know, I, it was like another one of Brene Brown's books about just sort of the messy middle and just how it's really hard sometimes to have like these really difficult conversations with our family, especially. Mm -hmm. So I, I had this really deep conversation with my mom. And so there was a lot of like distance that had grown between us. And I was really uncomfortable by it, but I didn't know how to address it because, you know, my mom, she will just not talk about it. Like, that's just mm -hmm. how we do. We don't talk about yeah. the hard stuff. And so I just sat her down and we had this really hard conversation. But ever since then, it's it's healed our relationship. Like, our relationship is very different now. I think we're more accepting of each other. Um, I don't hold as many grudges, mm -hmm. you know. I try not to sort of judge, you know, like... It's improved my relationship with my brother, for sure. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if he's noticed it, but, you know, he and I have, you know, young children. And so we, we tend to spend more time together. Um, so it, I would say they support it for sure because they see the change. And then, you know, it's like you don't 
talk about these things with people either. Mm-hmm. So I think I, you know, like I do a lot of social media posts and mm-hmm. Facebook. I did, I used to do a lot on Facebook. And then after a while, I was like, they're going to think I'm weird. Like, I'm just going to, you mm-hmm. know, take, you know, but I think, I think people, when they know you a certain way too, like they kind of expect you to stay that way or they just assume that, you know, you know, you're the same person that you were 20 years ago. And for me, there's a lot of things in my past that I feel really guilty about that I shouldn't mm-hmm. have done, you know, but I think it was part of my growing process. Mm-hmm. So it was part of what needed to happen in order for me to step back and say, okay, like I was obviously very judgmental there. I was, you know, I could have been a better friend or I could have been a better daughter, you know, like all these things. But now it's like, I know that. And so now it's sort of like just starting fresh, you know, it's just, I'm not going to hold on to the baggage mm-hmm. anymore. I'm just going to like be who I am. And if that changes or shifts the relationship I have with other people, that's, that's okay too. That's okay. Do you mind sharing maybe a little bit, um, like, you don't obviously have to give us the play by play of that conversation with your mom, but I am, I'm curious. So I imagine other people are curious about mm-hmm. how did you structure that conversation? How did you yeah. start the conversation? Yeah. Was it, because it is very delicate to to go back and you know yeah. and and have these really tough conversations in a way where it can be healing right so i don't know do you remember kind yeah. of like to give people sure sure so it was yeah so it was one of those things where i, I invited her over because i was still home with amaya because it was i was still on maternity leave and i remember um kind of going into it knowing that it was going to be hard because, you know, I was... You knew you were going to do I, this. I knew it was going to be hard and I knew I was going to do it. And so when I did, it was interesting because, you know, my mom kind of reverted back to... It felt like I was a teenager again and we were having one of these teenager mm-hmm. conversations where she was just, like, not looking at me and sort of, like, you know, not really addressing me and sort of, like physically like turning over like I'm not going to hear this right now sort Mm -hmm. of thing and I just remember thinking like in the moment like don't stop like Mm -hmm. just keep going keep going this is not going to be easy and so that's what it was it was just like mom you can't you can't do that you know mom you know this is you know this is something I need to say and then the other thing too was that I had to hear what she had to say and she had a lot of really deep resentments that I wasn't aware of. And so we ended up, um, did you open up the space for her to do that? Yes, I had to, and I had to step back and just let her say what she needed to say. And then I had to step in and kind of, you know, sort of give her my explanation, you know, like, you know, this is, this is why I was upset. And, you know, and then she, she was holding on to something that, had happened when I was pregnant. Um, you know, when we lost the baby, I was home and my dad just showed up and, you know, didn't call me, just showed up to visit. And I remember in that time thinking, I don't want to see anybody. Like, you know, I was in, in a lot of pain and my dad misinterpreted that to mean that I just didn't want him around. And so my mom, when we're having this conversation, starts to tell me, you know, your dad was very resentful because, and so she starts crying. And I start crying because I'm like, oh my God, like, I hate that that happened. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, mom, I was going through so much. Like, how could you not, you know, like, understand that? And Mm -hmm. so 
So we kind of clarified our stories. You know, she had her own version and I had mine. And then we were able to sit with it, even though it was painful to listen to. And then I remember after that, like, I just felt so much lighter. It just, and she just turned over to me. Like, I remember I was walking her to the car and she turned over to me and she hugged me. And it was just this very intense hug. And I feel like, had it not been for that conversation, like, we would still be doing the same thing right now where it's like, oh, I don't know what's happening, but I'm just going to keep doing it you know and so it was very healing and you know I would say to other people like if you can sit down and do that with your parents do it um because I think a lot of times we hold on to stuff you know and it's just like it carries over and you know every interaction you have and you know and it's just it, it piles up and so for me you know I had to do that oh my god I had when you were telling that story I had this I imagined all of this like energy in that hug Mm -hmm. all of this like energy just Mm -hmm. falling off Mm -hmm. and just thinking if tomorrow doesn't come we had this conversation we had this conversation and i was able to to do it yeah you had the courage to do it yeah i think this is a really great space uh to have a little break Mm -hmm. when you return we will continue this amazing conversation Hey, we were just kidding. No, we're not coming back to the episode. (laughs) We are not coming back to the episode because it turns out that we still have another 45 minutes of our episode with them. Yeah, the conversation was really good. Yeah, time flew and we didn't even realize how much great um, information was in the interview. And we don't want to cut it up, so we're just going to have to cut... That's because into, we still have a lot of really good material. I know. We're going to have to make a second episode with Nancy and Nelson. So. Yes, they deserve a second episode. Yes, they were the most amazing, gracious hosts. We are lucky to call them friends. Very thankful. And mm-hmm. um, you can even hear our kids in the background. Yeah, that's, having lots of fun. Yeah, that's like how much of a good time and how much we all clicked. Our mm-hmm. kids clicked and we clicked. And it was the best time. I'm looking forward to round two with Nancy and Nelson. Um, But really quickly, I do want to highlight, like, you know, some of the parts that we really enjoyed from this first part of the episode. Yes, I like the part when uh, they realized that after difficult situations, like uh, miscarriage, the passing of a family member. Her dad. Yeah, her dad. It's just like, those are the moments that wake you up. Yeah, that woke them up. That woke mm-hmm. them up and they start to see life from a different lens, the lens of appreciation. Yeah, it was really like the beginning for them. It felt like like the, these really tough moments um, were really what woke them up and said, you know what? All this petty stuff does not matter. Yes. That is not mm-hmm. what matters in life. And, you know, that's, you know, the, the beauty and... Um, I guess Glennon Doyle Malton, she calls it the brutal, because it's brutal, but yet beautiful. Um, that's the brutal part of, of these painful moments mm-hmm. that you can learn from them. They do wake you up, like you said. Yeah. Or like Nancy said. Um, for me, what was really impactful, too, was when she talked about um, that healing conversation that she had with her mom. Oh, yeah. Because I was just like, wow, Nancy, you are like next level in my book. Because I think it takes a lot of courage uh, and vulnerability to put yourself out there to say, I'm drawing the line in the sand. I will not go one more day um, without having this conversation because I want this 
pain to be over. Like、yes. I'm just going to, you know, like just take the bandaid. Yeah,、off. I need to、like, amend that relationship with my mom. Yeah, like we have to have this. We have、mm-hmm. to address it. Like I'm、mm-hmm. not going to do this anymore. And I think, I think those, you know, moments、um, are the ones that we can end up regretting not having. Yes,、mm-hmm. you know, I completely、so、agree. I totally learned a lot already.、Uh, hope you did too. I hope you enjoyed it.、Um, FYI, our kids will be in the background in the next episode too. Yeah, well, but, but I'll try to minimize the yeah, background. Yeah, we'll、sound. try to minimize it. Hopefully,、mm-hmm. you didn't hear a whole lot in this episode, but、um, they'll be back, and so will we, and so will Nancy and Nelson.、Yes. So、stay, stay tuned, tuned because the next half is going to be amazing. It is. It is. We talk about law of attraction, and、um, they talk to us more about their、um, their relationship. Hi, how they work out things? Yeah. So stay tuned. We'll see you next time, guys. See you after the proxima. Hi! If you like this podcast, please share it with your friends and family. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and please leave a review. It is a super, super important in order to help spread the message. You can follow us, our parents, on Instagram at iam.isenia at palomenchaka and at somos.barthes. You can also subscribe to their newsletter on their website at somos-barthes.com. Gracias.